the dangerous freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 78 of the Orphans of the American Dream Podcast. I am your hairy, smelly, lovable Sasquatch, sitting here with my vodka-soaked comrade. Yes. Yeah. J-Bone's taking a week off, which is just okay. We do all the heavy lifting here as far as talking anyway, (laughs) and that's okay. Everybody's got to have their young Jamie. Right. But yeah, we are here to espouse truth, logic, and common sense and fighting back communism, socialism, all the isms that are horrible. I guess they're not good. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're from Mother Russia. You know. It's okay. We're trying to change you, fix you, make you a better human. You'll have that. (laughs) <laughs> well On to it Yeah on to it Let's get going with Comrades Corner Welcome to another Comrades Corner Today we have some redemption Just when you thought the world was on fire and beyond help, stories from the Comrade Corner have been given a new life by recent developments. I believe it was last year, around this time no doubt, that we heard of the witches that were performing a binding spell to keep Trump from doing harm to the country. Well, I guess it worked, because he's been doing great. Nonetheless, they've decided to double down and call on thousands of witches across the country to perform another binding spell aimed at the same thing. To prevent Trump from doing harm to the United States of America. Good for you. That is what my mother would have said when I went outside to play this, a, a similar imaginary game. Of course, I was sick and these six and these people are insane, but whatever floats your boat. Be careful, though. These witches will be calling on demons from the internal infernal realm to help in this cause. Long story short, this will be the world's largest LARPing escapade. Ex- I mean, congratulations are definitely in order. So if you see the pointy black hat and wooden broom, stay back. They are doing real work to make sure that Trump does no harm to the American way of life. And honestly, I totally support this. Like I said, it worked last time. With their help, I'm sure he can get a lot more of his agenda done. All thanks to these witches and their binding spell. And apparently some demons. Next up, we have more redemption, and this one's even sweeter. You remember that man who identified as a woman who wanted his balls waxed? Well, he was turned away, and then sued the establishment. Thankfully, the law has sided with the business and told the cockstrong woe man to sit down and shut up. On top of that, the idiot will have to pay three of the workers $2,000 apiece in a countersuit, 
it has been ruled that no business has the responsibility to handle or work on male genitalia regardless of how the owner of said cock and balls identifies. A win for common sense in the courts that as of late has had a string of maddening rulings. I can see the idiot now. But it's my female penis. The sad part of all of this is that none of us, not even you at home, were 100% sure of how this case would go. Hoping for a cake baker outcome? Well, I'd caution that. If we remember, they had to go all the way to the Supreme Court. All the other courts agreed with the madness. At least this time, sanity prevailed. And it's a sad state for our judicial system. But here we are. And that's Comrade's Corner. I'm confused. I will unconfuse you. So they put a binding spell on Trump? Yes. Does that mean he hasn't taken a shit in the last year? So I don't believe that is the interpretation they're going with. Um, but maybe. Maybe that's what that means. He holds all that in and all that power just builds. Man. I can't imagine not taking more than one shit in a day. A whole year? Ooh. Stay away, witches. Slow back up. There's only one witch in my life, and it's witchy poo. It's the only Halloween decoration I put up, and I haven't put it up yet. That's fair. It's not time. Hassock. Wind Hassock. From my childhood. Aw. Yep. I gotta dig that out. I think it's in my closet. Yeah. No, that was pretty beautiful, watching... Or reading about the the penis guy. Oh my gosh. That was in Canada, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It is, it is scary to think that we all heard about that story and we're like, they're going to have to watch, wax this dude's balls. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. They're going to side with this transgendered guy. Can't even imagine getting your balls waxed. It can't be fun. Do you understand that I am a Sasquatch? Well, I know, but it could. It can't be fun for anybody. Even they would have Sasquatches. They would have to use gorilla glue tape with gorilla glue as the wax to get it done, and it would probably take three days. I'm doing a very. I'm doing, there's so much effort right now for me not to picture your balls right now. <laughs> That's my point. <clears throat> I've, I've, I've succeeded. <laughs> so far. Yeah, man. That's not the only tranny news this week. The bicyclist. Oh, what yeah. a, oh my gosh. Listen it's, here. Listen here, mother brothers. I'm listening. Women sports are under attack. Like, they're trying to get rid of women's sports. I mean, you're doing a pretty good job of it. Seriously. Like, I don't know if every one of our listeners understand what it takes to be an athlete, to be a high-level athlete. Like, there are instances where a young man or a young woman work their entire, you know, adolescent life honing their craft to be really good at a sport to maybe get a shot to get a scholarship to play in college or something. And some tranny, confused, mentally ill person, 
is taking some of these scholarship spots. That's ridiculous. Are they winning? Have any win scholarships? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah, you're taking away opportunities <clears throat> from actual women. Yeah. And now you know if you want to be an athlete, or whatever, maybe they should make like a tranny Olympics. Maybe, yeah. I mean, make, make their the, own class. It's a new deal. Like, it's make not, their own class. I don't really care. They should not be. Men should not be competing against women, and women should not be competing against men. It's just not. It's not fair. No. And it's been shown time and time again that it's not fair. Yeah. I mean, there was that bodybuilder who crushed the women's league. Yeah. But when he was a man, he was performing with men. Average. And he wasn't even in, no, he wasn't even not in the even. top 200. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's wild. I'm sorry, but, you know. And it's nothing against it wouldn't the trans be fair. community. It's being fair. Exactly. Fairness in general. It wouldn't be fair. If I all of a sudden said, all right, mother brothers, I am identifying as a female Sasquatch now. Right. And I wanted to go be a female whatever sport. I'm six foot three. I weigh like 260 pounds. I'm strong. I'm big. I'm not fast. Right. I would dominate. And I don't want to do that because that's terrible. I would never be a tranny. It's not fair. No. Like all that, all that work you're doing is for nothing you're not you're not achieving anything yeah you're stealing fair competition i'm sorry but like women's wrestling's going it's getting huge not like amateur wrestling but pro mm-hmm. wrestling can you imagine like two guys our size well we're, we're gonna be we're, we're we identify as female now so we're gonna go dominate the female <laughs> tag team division WWE wants to hit outside the box again. They could do something like that and make some real headlines. Good God. <laughs> Just throw it into the show. <laughs> yeah, but that's not fair. No, it's what, not. Some, uh, what's the average size of a woman? I don't even know. Yeah, neither do I. Average size of a man is like Justin's size. Neither of us are that. Right. Even him competing in women's sports would be unfair. Yeah. He's a spider monkey, though. Yeah. It's a whole different set of skill there, but yeah, the it's, whole, it's bullshit. The whole man. thing's a joke. Hey, but hey, hey, good news. Well, I say good news. I'm not 100% sure it's good news. But the Supreme Court has this on the docket right now, and they are going to rule on sex and gender on what what is what. I honestly, I can't see how it can be seen as anything other than the biological your biology dictates your sex and that dictates what sports you play that dictates what restroom you use ta-da but your gender dictates your social life and that has nothing to do with the government and that has nothing to do with your classification as such like that makes sense to me yeah you know you want you want to identify as a dog. Identify as a dog. No one gives a crap. But no, you can't go to the vet to get medical attention. <laughs> Just saying. Unless you're a mobster. Even, <laughs> well, yeah. But they don't identify as dogs. <laughs> they identify as rats. How oh, badoom ching. <laughs> how dare you assume what they identify. That's fair. Um, Yeah. I, I can see some shit battery going on there if they lose. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go on there. It's embattled right now. They're fighting I really don't have a problem with people expressing themselves however they want unless they're like a petter ass. Yeah. No. But keep it to yourself. And and no, not even keep it to yourself. Be all out in the open with it. I don't care. 
don't affect other people's lives with your decision. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know, kind of what. And I that's meant. what that's what you meant. It just didn't it didn't come out that way. I knew you meant, but that's just that's it. Like, no, you can't play women's sports. That affects other people's lives. Yeah. I honestly, they they're not going to go for this because I don't think a lot of them are level headed. Right. They'll, to have their own thing. Guess you know? what? Life sucks. Get over it. I mean, what would we think if, like, the uh, developmentally disabled people wanted to compete with regular people and things? No, no, no. Go the other way with that. Go the other way with it? Yeah. What, why can't I, why can't I uh, compete in the Special Olympics? Because it's absurd. Absolutely. Same reason why men, biological men, should not be able to compete in women's sports. Yeah. End of story. Ridiculousness. Damn right. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Brother. Brother. Mother brother. Hey, did you <laughs> like my use of shit hatter? Shit, uh... Shit cannery? Shit battery. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Shit battery. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was good. That was I'm good. always on the lookout for new ways of saying something weird. That's nice. I like it. Or different. You know? Well, I have some oh, news. Oh, no. It's my turn. Oh, you're going? Is it? We're doing Illinois, right? Yeah. No, you gotta go... Oh, that's true, Last, right. Because we we're, yeah. we're structuring this a little Ooh, different this very week. Very structured, very structured. Just because <clears throat> of how things uh, played came out. Came to be, yeah. yeah. came to be. Well, tell me everything, because I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, so I got some bad news, oh, Mother no. Brothers. Well, I mean, it's Illinois news. Yeah, so. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So there's a federal lawsuit, and it could force Illinois to enact even tougher gun laws. U.S. District Court Judge Joan Gottschall dismissed an attempt by the state to dismiss Powell versus the state of Illinois last month. The case was filed last year by the representatives of children in some of Chicago's most crime-stricken neighborhoods, saying they experienced post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, in a demographically more significant way than others in the state. This, the plaintiffs say, is a violation of the American's with Disabilities Act, as well as the Illinois Civil Rights Act. Um, 40% of guns recovered on crime scenes on the streets of Chicago are traced to the Illinois gun dealers, said Tom Johnson, the Chicago-based lawyer represented the plaintiffs. Quote, those gun dealers have been and continue to be unregulated. Give me a break. Um... Something like, huh? That's something like stuck in my throat forever. <clears> That's <throat> not for me. I promise. <coughs> That's for after the show. I believe it. <laughs> uh, the Illinois gun dealer licensing law, currently in the process of being implemented by Illinois State Police, placed some of the nation's most stringent requirements on licensed firearm sellers. The state asked the judge last week to dismiss the case since lawmakers passed the Firearm Dealer License Certification Act satisfying a number of the plaintiff's requests in their initial suit. The discussion above shows that in passing the License Certification Act and in implementing law, implementing new rules under that act, the state and the state police have adopted precisely the kinds of rules plaintiffs are asking the court to order through injective relief, the state told Gottschall in a request. Johnson says the new law doesn't go far enough to satisfy his clients, even, though, even if it survives legal scrutiny, scrutiny brought by the Illinois State Rifle Association. 
The lawsuit seeks far more than what is in the bill, he said. We would like to see the judge require the state police to come up with a meaningful plan of regulations. Gun dealers who are increasingly closing up shop rather than complying with the coming law say the federal claim <coughs> of disability is a bit of a stretch. We've already had the Seventh Circuit of Appeals say that you can't have a prohibition I can't have a prohibition on gun shops, said Todd Vandermead with the Federal Firearms Licensees of Illinois. It seems like they just don't like certain businesses and they've been looking for some measure to try and run these guys. The Seventh Court of Appeals has ruled on prominent gun issues in the past, including striking down a de facto ban on gun ranges and a broad attempt to rein in gun ownership in McDonald versus the city of Chicago. Yeah. Not a good look. Yeah, no, this is, this is just dumb. Like, they can't, Beto O'Rourke, they just need to be like Beto O'Rourke and just say what they mean. Yeah. I mean, they want them. They want them out. They don't want guns around here. Yep. Yeah, and they're not even honest about it. How many of those uh, guns from the dealers and whatever that these are 40, what, 40% it said? Yeah. How many of those are stolen? Didn't say that. No. I mean, I watched a video of a Chicago shop getting a truck drove through the front door and they just loaded guns up and left. Yeah. Is that the gun owner's fault? Is it the shop owner's fault? I mean, I don't think any amount of security you have is going to stop that. No. I mean, they had they, they were barred windows and, and I mean, had yeah. the steel thing door. Let's not forget about private citizens having their houses broken into and their stuff's taken. Right. Firearms included. Even if they're locked up. Yeah. Not everybody can afford a $3,000 Liberty safe or whatever the hell they cost. Some right. people can only afford like a $100 stack on, which you can pop up with a crowbar, which I don't condone. But they're metal. Yeah. Crowbar pops out real easy. Yeah. No, for sure. It's, it's a joke. I don't know, man. What's going on elsewhere in Illinois? <clears throat> well, the teacher strike is still happening. Fire them. Um, Chicago sucks at teaching, basically. Uh, one in four, just some backstory on Chicago teaching. One in four don't graduate. Um, they perform, perform 55% lower than the rest of the state on average. And they want raises. They turned down a 16% raise, even though they're already making 60% more than the than their college-educated peers in the city. And they're striking over things that should be legislated. They want affordable housing for the poor and homeless. And that's not something you can strike for. That's something the government has to legislate. I mean, if they let that go, that's setting a horrible precedent for the rest of the country. <clears throat> it's not their place. Um, they already have junk, uh, junk status bonds as they borrow money on the short term day to day just to keep the doors open. The teachers' proposals will cost $1.1 billion 
over three years compared to 216 million, which is what the city offered, with that 16% raise. They were going to get a 16% raise. The average income of a Chicago teacher is $75,000. These raises will bring that number up to over $100,000. The for, average? For the average. $1 billion. Does that ring a bell? It's the portion of the state dollars for public schools of the entire state, but that's the portion Chicago gets. It's supposed to go to supplies and school necessities, but Chicago Public Schools admits it goes fully to funding pensions. I'm sorry, but I'm a taxpayer in this state, and I say fire them. I should have a say. Fire them. Let's also not forget the last time Chicago had a long-term strike in 2012, it cost the city over 50 of their public schools and hundreds of their staff. But remember, kids, they need more money. It's for the students. They care. Bullshit. Oh, and Pocahontas joined them to pander on Monday. Fire them all. Go back to work or you're fired. Seriously ridiculous. These public unions are a boil on my ass and everybody in this state's ass that won't pop. Mm Mm-hmm. And they just keep taking more and more. Ridiculous. And And honestly... And we, we have legislated the unions to have the advantage. Oh, yeah, they... Ridiculous. In in Chicago, they have it the easiest. This is like the third... What is this, the third time in six or ten years that they've striked? They've went on strike? Oh, since... um, That was like in the last six years. Yeah. It's the third time they've gone on strike. They went on strike in 2017, and then 2016, and then 2014, and then 2012. 2012 was the last time they striked like this, where they've been out of school for more than a week. Ugh. But every other time was like a one-day strike. You really care about the kids. Yeah. You really care about the kids. Now, in, in uh, what am I trying to think, in uh, defense of some of the teachers, twelve over 12,000 of the teachers in Illinois have stopped paying union dues. Well, that's good. They have separated themselves from the union. One, because they're still technically protected by the union. But they've stopped supporting it. <clears throat> um, and there are multiple teachers across Chicago who have crossed the picket line. Um, other, there's a coach who's big, who's being, who's really popular yesterday, on Tuesday, because he uh, crossed the picket line so that he could coach the kids' uh, sport. Not sure what it was. So a girls' sport? No, it was a guys' sport, I think. It might have been a girls' sport. I don't even know. Well, the, let's see. Men's sports right now, boys' sports, football, and volleyball, I think, are the ones going on right now. I don't now. know. I know there was one kid that was on there talking about how much it sucks because he's a senior, and there's like a the state soccer championship is happening this week, and they're in it, and they can't go. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I, like, he's like, I'm not trying. This to- kid has worked his entire adolescent life to be really good at soccer and and more than that like scholarships like i mean there's not like a college looking at these people who are in the state championship game yeah no not at all and now these kids just don't get that opportunity it's like you just took away a possible future 
because $25,000 a year wasn't enough of a raise. 25000 They're making seventy five now, and after the raise, they'll get over 100 Yeah, I guess that's right. That's and that's insane. the average. So... I don't, yeah. I don't even know if this is about anything other than I'm pretty <clears throat> sure CTU backed Preckwinkle. Oh, um, yeah, so there's more. To the, Preckwinkle is the head of the uh, either the union or the Chicago Public Schools. Well, whatever happened. I mean, they, they put they put their backing behind her this yeah. last election in Lightfoot 1. Yeah. I don't like either one of them because they're both <clears throat> Democrats, but... I yeah. think part of this is just petty bullshit. It's 100% that. But yeah, no, Preckwinkle is in charge of this whole thing. She's we, making this Can happen. we just censure them all? Can we just throw her in prison? I mean... This is ridiculous. I mean, this is extortion. Yeah, but it's legal until we change the laws. I'm tired of the state and the bullshit here, man. No, I hear you, dude. I do. Ridiculous. Ugh. What do you got for the, uh... Give me a moment. 20 times 2. 20 times 2. For the well, 40s. Yeah. <laughs> so you brought up, uh... Old Beta Male. <clears throat> and Pocahontas. I brought them both up. Yeah, she doesn't matter. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she slipped in the polls a little bit. Well, I don't really care about the polls, because polls are bullshit, but... Mm-hmm. Apparently, a CNN poll, Biden is, like took a dramatic lead why because they were all attacking her at the last debate because mm. she can't answer the whole how are we going to pay oh, for the, the taxes yeah. thing that's a hilarious video oh i know multiple times she just won't answer a question 17 or 18 because she times. damn well knows she's gonna have to raise them yeah stupid stupid idiots <sighs> so we all we've talked about this before so mm. beta O'Rourke, a.k.a. the Napoleon Dynamite of the political world, um, wants to take our guns. Right. Our AR-15s, our AK-47s, whatever you have. Probably a ten twenty two. You can get a twenty five round mag for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And he wants to have the police enforce it. Go door to door. Well, I got some bad news for you, sucker. Ooh, tell me. <clears throat> <laughs> A leader of the National Fraternal Order of Police, the nation's largest police union, representing more than 330,000 sworn law enforcement officers, said that not only was Beto's plan unlikely to be constitutional, but that Beta himself was likely to never be elected. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and I quote, Mr. O'Rourke may have not may not have been aware that state and local police officers, who comprise more than ninety percent of all police in the U.S., receive their orders from local jurisdictions, not from the federal government. Jim Pasco, executive director of the FOP, told the Washington Free Beacon. Further, any such legislation, if it passed, would no doubt be vigorously litigated, with a view to its apparent inconsistency with the Second Amendment. Last week, when questioned about his gun plan, O'Rourke insisted the largest portion of the U.S. gun owners would comply with his gun control plan, even if they didn't agree with it. When continuously confronted on his claim by NBC's 
Joe Scarborough. O'Rourke eventually admitted more direct policing actions would be needed to enforce such a law. Joe Scarborough was doing journalism? No. What a hack. Um, O'Rourke said this, I think just as in any law that is not followed or flagrantly abused, not fragrant, I'm fragrant, I like the woods, Um, flagrantly abused, there has to be consequences or else there is no respect for the law, he said to Scarborough. In that case, I think there would be a visit by law enforcement to recover the fi- that firearm and to make sure that it is purchased, bought back, so that it cannot be potentially used against somebody else. First of all, I didn't buy my guns from the government. Nope. They can't buy it back. Nope. And wait, wait, wait. I'm basically buying it because they're going to buy it back with taxpayer dollars. Yeah, exactly. Horse cockery. Um... I think, oh, I already read that. Okay, so A.J. Louderbach, Louderbach, that's a hard name to say, Louderbach. I don't like your name, bro. A.J., A.J., the sheriff <laughs> of Jackson County, Texas, said he and many other sheriffs would not move to carry out O'Rourke's confiscation orders. A.J. sits on the Immigration and Government Affairs Committees of the National Sheriff's Association, an organization with a, of over 3,000 sheriffs around the country. I think he's, seri- he's seriously misjudging the law enforcement response to what he wants to do. Many sheriffs would not comply with his plan. Everyone is looking for solutions to violent crime, but this isn't one of them. I'm not going to harass my citizens for owning guns. The National Association of Police Organizations, which represents over 1,000 police organizations and more than 240,000 sworn officers, also said O'Rourke's plan would force officers to violate their constitutional oaths. Um, on Saturday, the Kinney County, Texas Sheriff's Office posted a Facebook statement assuring county residents they would go so far in resisting confiscation orders as to meet the ATF and FBI agents at the county line and bar them for carrying out enforcement efforts. Hell yes. Yeah. So yeah, beta. We all this. How did I mean? This is this is how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. The police understand, by and large, that firearms help them do their job because yep. they can't be there in seconds, especially yep. in a small community like we live in. Mm-hmm. You're looking at probably at least twenty minutes for somebody's getting here. Somebody hits the bank. Oh shoot! Half hour. Yeah, it's a big I county. Mean, actually, we have some pretty cool. There's some pretty cool safeguards in place. Like if something serious happens, yeah. Milford will come or no, a, another hear. town. But to get it like an actual county here, yeah. yeah. No, we're talking, you're talking a half hour. That's no, not happening. Ridiculous. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it is nice to actually hear. I've always said to myself that local law enforcement would not enforce these stupid confiscation ideas. And it is nice to hear that from some leading people in the law enforcement world. And mm. I guess I'd never really considered it, but yeah, local law enforcement is the biggest policing agency in the country. Mm-hmm. Like that is the majority of them. Yeah. And I just, I just never considered it, but yeah, it's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only so many state troopers. Yeah. So many, so, there's only so many County County. I mean, every town has a couple cops. I mean, even us, I mean, freak, we have two. Yeah. 
But yeah. That's yeah. Good. So, Beta, you can flush that in your uh, candidacy. Actually, I read something about him. He said that if he doesn't win, he's done with politics. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. He's probably going to go back out to the desert and eat some dirt. He honestly seems like one of those kind of people that's just doing this for the campaign money. Well, he gets to keep it. I mean, after a certain time period. It's between whatever he made the year before and what the position is he's making, whatever is less. So, at a minimum, he can take home 157 or what? No, 170, whatever thousand. Yeah. Uh, for just for campaigning. And for president, he can take home 400,000 just mm. for campaigning. So, I mean, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. For shizzle. For nine months of bullshit. Mm hmm. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, I have some oddball. 2020 news here. Ready. The CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods, Ed Stack, is reportedly testing the waters for a possible third party presidential bid, according to Politico. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Is this the same CEO that thought it was a good idea not to sell guns in one of the most popular gun stores in the country? Yes, exactly. Stack may. In fact, be best known for being the CEO oh, right who halted assault ri- assault rifle sales at Dick's Sporting Goods stores and the chain's partner store, Field and Stream, following the school shooting in Parkland, Florida, and now restricts all customers under the uh, age of 21 from purchasing any firearm. Dick's same store sales fell in 2019. And the company lost a reported $150 million in sales, or about 1.7 of its overall value. So I saw something recently, um, today or yesterday, that said his estimates are now, it's, it's almost half a billion dollars yeah. they've lost because yeah. of this. Because I, I think that's an older figure. Could be. But yeah, I heard that either today or yesterday. That yeah, it's it's almost five hundred million dollars they've lost because of firearm sales. Because <laughs> you got to think the Parkland thing's not even a year old. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Broward County, Florida. Yes, bring that up. Israel, the sheriff, Broward County, removed, gone. That's amazing. Good riddance, sir. Jackass. I bet Dana Loesch is like. Doing shots and dancing on bars right now. I mean that that father. Oh yeah, he was Hunter Hunter Pollock. No, it's not Hunter. Pollock is the last name. Pretty sure. Yeah, he uh, it is that's yeah, the last name. I can't think of his first name now, but uh, he was instrumental in forcing and making this happen. Him and uh, Kyle Cash of both yeah. have been drilling this dead horse until they got this done and congrats to them on, yeah. on winning this fight way to get an inept piece of human garbage out of politics out of politicking yeah and, and law, police work yeah and law enforcement just that's ridiculous not a place for him, those what a terrible people. response and what a terrible aftermath they had because of this ass hat yeah and the policies they had beforehand like the uh, that whole thing is just sad it could have been it could have been averted yeah for sure. Yeah, that guy had multiple red flags. Yeah. It's not just his fault. I mean, he was following Obama administration hey, policy. I, I'm not playing that game. I understand, but it's you not. It's are, Oh, it's him for sure. Yeah. They didn't enforce it, but it never should have. He never should have been in the position to have to do something I, like that. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I'm not but, taking away from him. He's a piece of shit. No, for sure. I'm so is saying. that lady with the electioneering and... 
Broward County. Broward right. County's a crap place, man. Yes. Yeah. Corrupt as hell. If you remember from episode one, <laughs> we have a friend living in that hell. Absolutely. Bruno. I miss Bruno. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen him in a while. Actually, I think I saw him for wholesalers. Yeah, well, I did too. <laughs> I still, I mean, that's you know, a couple months ago. Yeah, that's fair. He's a guy you want to see like at least weekly. Yeah. <laughs> so we should just go down there for like a week. Or forever. No. I don't, I don't, it's too humid. Nah, dude. It'd be all right. They have pythons, like crazy snakes everywhere. You could be snake hunters, bro. I don't want to be a snake hunter, dude. I fend off enough of them in the forest, bro. There's no snakes in the forest. What are you smoking? <laughs> okay, there might be snakes in the forest. There's just not ducks. Yeah, because the fucking snakes ate them all, and I owe 50 cents. Oh, we've been doing good. I know. You brought, you just, yeah, had forest. To, had to bring up the ducks. Had to bring up the ducks. All right. Whatever. So, uh, the whole Tulsi Hillary thing's still going. Yes. Um, not only has she been on Tucker Carlson and on a tweet storm, probably a bunch of other shows, but she put out two campaign videos, and I'm going to play them both for you. Oh. Is this the one that I freaked out over the other night? I don't know. I hope so. But anyway, for your listening pleasure. Hillary Clinton, your foreign policy has been a disaster for our country and the world. It's resulted in the deaths and injuries of so many of my brothers and sisters in uniform. It's devastated entire countries, millions of lives lost, refugee crises, our enemy Al-Qaeda and ISIS strengthened. We've seen an increase in Iranian and Russian influence in the region. Turkey is emboldened. And we've seen an exacerbation of the problem of nuclear proliferation by overthrowing Gaddafi in Libya. Yet, despite this damage that you have done to our country and the world, you want to continue your failed policies, directly or indirectly through the Democratic nominee. It's time for you to acknowledge the damage that you've caused. And it is long past time for you to step down from your throne so that the Democratic Party can lead with a new foreign policy, which will actually be in the interests of and benefit to the American people and the world. So shots fired one and shots people fired two. People warned me in 2016 that my endorsement of Bernie Sanders would be the end of my quote unquote political career. They said Clinton will never forget that she and her rich and powerful friends, her allies in politics and in the media will make sure that you are destroyed. Well, there have been countless hit pieces full of smears against me from day one of this campaign. They've tried to destroy my reputation and my lifetime of service because I stood up to them. I've spent over 16 years of my life proudly serving in the Army National Guard. I still serve as a major today. I volunteered to deploy to the Middle East twice. I've served in Congress now for nearly seven years, serving on the Foreign Affairs Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Homeland Security Committee, and I am not afraid to openly express my love for our country. But if they can falsely portray me as a traitor, then they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that's exactly the message that they want to get across to you. That if you stand up against Hillary and the party power brokers, if you stand up to the rich and powerful elite and the war machine, they will destroy you and discredit your message. But here is the truth. 
they will not intimidate us. They will not silence us. We are not here just to protest their corruption. I am running for president to take the Democratic Party and our country back from the corrupt elite. I'm running for president to bring about a new Democratic Party and new leadership that will fight for peace, fight for the people, and protect our planet. So I want to ask every single one of you to join me in speaking truth to power. Don't be afraid. Let's root out the corruption in our party and our country. Join me to end the war machine stranglehold over our leaders and ensure that our government is truly of the people, by the people, and for the people. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I want so badly for her and Trump to be on the debate stage because they both represent the same thing. Yeah. Just different sides of the same coin. Yes. And the, that coin is beautiful, unlike the coin we've been dealt for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing's been rolling around in shit and <laughs> whatever else, man. No, for sure. This is a golden coin. Yeah. Like, Shiny. Huge. Yet reserved. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, no, I... They both want to... They both... I, oh, Man. I know. I know. Like I said, if, 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 it was Bush, if it was Bush versus Tulsi, I'd vote Tulsi. Probably. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, she has she some progressive is, views, but I, I don't... She is a real person. She's genuine. Yeah. I like her a lot. That's why I like her. She's genuine. I think Trump is genuine, too. Mm-hmm. Love him or hate him. He's genuine. I respect that. Be who you are. Yep. Oh, she's just so cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. What did you say about Hillary earlier downstairs? She's uh, moving some things around. Oh, oh. She's got like a policy thing. She tab. updated her website and put a policy tab on there. And now there are rumors that she is going to jump into the 2020 race. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't really care. It's win-win. Yeah, I mean... I'm not worried about it either. I think it'd be hilarious to see him beat her twice and watch her. Like, I, she has literally lost her mind. Like, well, yeah. Jill Stein's a Russian operative. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard's a Russian operative. Yeah. Oh, Trump's did, obviously did you see a that Russian the New York operative. Times, they they tried to redact their story and change it, uh-uh. and the internet wasn't having any part of it. Like, the story they ran with her saying Tulsi was whatever. It's like the Republican Party is grooming her to be a third party. It didn't say that originally. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. She's lost her marbles. Yeah. And I don't think it's all her fault. I mean, she's had some falls and some brain injuries. It's legitimate. I don't know. You walk that path. You deserve. Oh, I, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve everything she's getting. Well, that's fair. She's a demon, brother. Mother brother. Mother brother. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I really hope <clears throat> Tulsi can at least get on the debate stage another month, another Let's, another round. Let me, let me let me roll this around your head for a minute. After every debate, she is by an incredible margin, like over thirty and forty percent, the most searched candidate in the mm-hmm. debate. What did Trump have for approval rating going into the election? It was five. Five percent chance. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, we all know polls are garbage. We yes. all know the Democrat Party does not want Tulsi in there. Why, for some reason, <laughs> are we why. pretending like these polls might be accurate and They're people like not. Beto and Tulsi don't have a chance? Beto doesn't have a chance because the his hell policies is, are garbage. How the hell is Kamala Harris pulling at 7% Exactly. Still? Tulsi threw her off the cliff three months ago. Exactly. Or two months ago, whatever the hell it was. So, like... We know Beto's not because his policies are garbage and what he says is just stupid. And he's an idiot. But Tulsi is a real politician, has real ideas, mm-hmm. and she is... And has shown the ability to work both sides of the aisle. Exactly. People like her. Yes. Swamp so, people don't like her, but... No, exactly, and that's the thing. But the people do. Mm-hmm. And after every debate, people are searching her. She's not this nobody candidate. People know who she is. Yeah. I would love to watch the polls go crumble and her win the primary. Be great. I mean, I really hope that happens. I think that's going to make Trump's job really hard. Yeah, but at least we'll have an honest debate. Yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, you got to think about how many of the middle-of-the-road people that... Oh, I hear you. That's not going to be good. Trump's going to lose Trump. because it's not a Warren. Yeah. Or He's a, not running against this Biden. establishment crap, you know? Yeah. He's running against a real human being. I I think they'd be friends. I think they'd get along. I would like to see if they... Could. I don't think I've ever heard anything of them having issues well, I don't know together. If they, I don't know if they've ever met each other, so... Who knows? Well, that's true, too, I guess. But I'm just saying, I know she would be nice to him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would be nice to her. They'd probably disagree on mm-hmm. things. They have different philosophies. But... I think she would handle it better. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, but no, I, anyway, what I'm what I'm getting at is, if they screw her, man, Trump wants to make a power move. That's a power move. Dump Pence, get her as his vice president. Yeah, I, yeah, we talked about. We talked and I'm about not even there. shitting on Pence. I'm just saying that gives you. You're gonna pick up all those supporters that Tulsi had. Mm-hmm. If she can be like, "Hey, I'm taking this. We don't agree with each other, but we are." The shiny good coin, yep. and we're going to balance each other out. Yep. This is fantasy land. It is. But I hope it happens. <laughs> it is definitely fantasy land. But yeah, agreed. It would be incredible. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for 2020. Well, that's okay, because that rolls right into the impeachment madness, which is still going on. If you didn't hear, I'm sure you have by now, Wednesday... There was a star witness, William Taylor. He has accused Trump of doing exactly what the Dems thought he did, the quid pro quo. Everything was about the money, and everything was about giving dirt on Joe Biden. Question, though, who is this guy? Well, he happens to have written some policy pieces for Ukraine through a think tank called the Atlantic Council. The reason why that is important is because the Atlantic Council is funded by and works in partnership with Burisma. Burisma is the natural gas company where Hunter Biden worked as a board member. Seems like a conflict of interest, maybe? That's because it is. These are questions that probably would have been asked if there was Republicans in the closed draconian meetings that they're having right now. But they're not. Can I add something? Yes. Those meetings were not only held in 
the room, but they were in a room like where they do special ops stuff, like skiffs, skiffs. Yeah, no, no cell phones, no nothing, no media. Yep, completely bug free. I mean, this is some dirty, dirty stuff going on here. They are in the basement of the house. They are not letting anybody in who's not a Democrat or on the committee. And they're just asking whatever questions they want. And then, and then, as we found out Wednesday, leaking whatever they decide to leak. And oh, only bits and pieces. Yeah, the bits and pieces that benefit them. They're picking yeah. and choosing it. Yeah. It's like if you've this this is insanity. horse cockery of the highest order. It's nuts. This is a complete abuse of power. Schiff knows it is, and I don't know. There ha- they have to be able to force a vote or something to make them vote on this impeachment because then all this stops. The only reason they this, all, everything they're doing is legal. Because there hasn't been a vote. So all of their meetings aren't under any jurisdiction because they're not real meetings. Let's be real, though. Uh, Not to go back hard to 2020, but there was a New York Times is even admitting that the candidates they have suck. Yeah. This this right here, what's happening, this is their 2020 campaign. Yeah, no, it's 100%. There's been multiple people say it. If we don't impeach him, he'll win 2020. I mean, that's the whole game. I honestly think it's going to last beyond 2020. Oh, they're not going to stop? No. Like, unless we completely kick the shit out of them in 2020 at the mm-hmm. House and Senate level, we're not going to have any teeth. And that'll be the only way it'll happen. Yeah. But if they can get a vote, then all this stops, and all these all these meetings they're having will have to be bipartisan. Yeah. But because everything's being done with smoke and mirrors right now and nothing's legitimate, they don't have to. And they get this. They get these cherry-picked statements and these cherry-picked leaks of one-sided questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not impeachment if the... Uh, I just lost my train of thought. I know what I want to say. I can't think of the word. Hmm. <laughs> Trump, he's his rights. I can't think of the damn word. Oh, uh, due process? Yeah, it's due process. There's no due process here. It's not an impeachment. Right. He has to have access. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, everything is, is Dem's eyes only. And now, you, did you hear about the, the Trump uh, lynching comment? Oh my God, yes. All right, I have a mini rant, and then we can, if you want to say anything more. Go for it. I just have one thing to say. I'm probably going to have some cuss words to say. That's probably about it. The Trump said, Trump compared this impeachment proceeding to a political lynching. And I want to let everyone know that in the late 90s, when Bill Clinton was being impeached, five Democrats, including Joe Biden, compared that impeachment to a lynching. Camilla Harris and Cory Booker, both of them last year, compared the Jussie Smollett hoax to a modern-day lynching. The term lynching is not uncommon in politics. This is just more fake outrage, and people are falling for it, sadly. But wake up. This is not that. I've even heard, like, there's Republicans that are falling for it. But 
That's all I got to say about it. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Words have more than one meaning. And they know. Now, for sure. They know what he For meant. sure they do. The word lynching has been in politics for a while. All right? This is not like it's, it's, it's you know, this is not a new thing. Yeah. And let's be real. No ethnicity gets to decide that a word is theirs and theirs only. If right. Be, if you want to be real. This is not how it works. The no. English language is the English <clears throat> language. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> it's just... And honestly, I mean, when I think of lynching, I think of what happens when you get done with a woman. So, I don't get that one. <laughs> honestly when i think of it i think of the french revolution yeah i mean it's not just the not just the african-americans got lynched witches got lynched or wild, the stake. Or wild wild west wild wild west i think of that more louisiana french people yeah no mm-hmm. it's it's happened all the time that doesn't make what happened to uh the slaves or people that were against the uh the, the, the confederacy that doesn't make that right but this isn't the same thing we yeah, have a dishonest media is what we have yeah it's it's a it's a common phrase used to describe bias and corruption against yeah. you you know you're, you're a witch hunt is the same thing did you just say what i think you said a witch hunt uh, <laughs> I know what you think I said. I it I, sure I sounded like it. I didn't. <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's the same thing. Like he just didn't use those words, which he hasn't been lately. I wonder if that is purposeful. But uh, maybe he's trying to be respectful of the witches that are trying to put a spell on him. Well, I mean, it worked last time. He's he, they're helping him. He doesn't want to say that word. It's a bad word. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's just a joke and. Don't fall for it. And if you know anybody that does fall for it, just take one of their eyeballs. Roundhouse teach them, kick them. Teach them a lesson. Right. No, don't do those things. But seriously, like, just explain it to them. Goad them into taking a swing at you, and then you can legally roundhouse kick them. No, don't do that either. But you can. This is not hard to explain. And after three seconds of critical thinking they will understand that they had been had. And then their eyes will be open to a lot more things. Like, it really only takes one little thing like this to be like, oh, that's horrible. Oh, wow. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's happened to all of us at one point. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. All the time. <laughs> all the time. But that's all I got on Trump's lynching, and that's really all I got on impeachment. Yeah, it's, a, a, it, it, it's crap. I just I find it funny, not funny. It's not funny. That crazy guy that's like in prison, like been locked up for like locking gay people in his house and killing them. Oh, uh, Ed Buck. Ed Buck, yeah. Um, it's like Skeletor. Ted Lou, Democratic something mm-hmm. congressman from California, and Schiff all took money from him. Oh, he was like a he was a mega Democrat. Uh huh. Kind of like so uh, this tells you the kind of character that uh. Um, Schiff has kind of like a, a certain Mr. Jeffrey. Dom oh yeah, Palmer. yeah. Je- Je- Jeffrey Epstein. A, no Dahmer. Oh Dahmer. Okay, I don't know that. It, I'm pretty sure it was Dahmer. 
one of the super crazy serial killers was a mega Democrat donor. Yeah. I think it was Dahmer. Hey, did you guys forget the, what was it, six weeks ago? Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself in his jail cell. Yeah, it's true. Um, he did not do that. It's your weekly reminder. Um, speaking of that, you know, I was going to bring that up later. But yeah, there's just keep an eye out for that. Things are coming. Nothing new has happened yet, but they are investigating. It's we haven't not forgot. Dead. And it's not dead. Don't like, remember that. There is an investigation and it is happening. Yeah. There's just no new information as of now. So, For shizzle. FY Izzle. Oh, look at us. Look at us. We're, the so, we're, so, we're so cute. We're in Compatico. Uh, so tell me, what's happening in uh, this China? Um, Shaq had some things to say responding to the whole thing. Go Shaq. Um, but first, I don't know if it was last night or whatever, I saw a video on the Twitter of LeBron James leaving the, the line when they were looking at the flag and the national anthem was being mm-hmm. sung. He left the line early. But, I mean, I don't know. She was just starting to sing in the home of the brave. So, do some people start cheering then, whatever, I blah, mean, blah, It doesn't surprise me. He's a disrespectful asshole. Yeah. But I don't know if it's really that far out of the realm. Twitter was exploding with it. Yeah. Just today, so. I would say this is fake outrage as well. I mean, I mean it'd be one. This is a non non-starter right here if he had not said what he said the other week that we played true story no one even brought it up nope not at all they wouldn't even said anything of it because you're right people do start clapping i mean even the players start clapping yeah when you're like and the home of the brick like when that happens that's what you do yeah that's what everybody does yeah but he like so. he he walked away and he was ripping off his warm-up mm-hmm. and yelling at the crowd let's go while she was still singing i thought that was kind of shitty but you know he's a shitty guy whatever shoe fits where it yeah. Even it's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Anyway, Shaq Daddy, Shaq Diesel. Yeah. What did uh, he say? He said some things, and I'm, you're going to hear him. I'm excited. So let's talk about what we saw in China and how it affects the NBA and how things stand right now. And I should point out that on Thursday night, when we are uh, – in San Francisco for opening night there. The commissioner, Adam Silver, will be joining us, and we'll have a chance to talk to him about that. But here's... I will be keeping my eyes open for that, and maybe I'll have some of that next week. We'll have to see what he says and if it's worth a shit. The thing, when this was going down, Shaq, and people may not know, we've kind of got an inside joke here because you spend so much time in China that it's almost like, what are are you doing this weekend, Shaq? Um, Going to China. Because you've been there a lot. For I, I assume for business over there. Yes. So how did you watch as all this played out? We as American people, we do a lot of business in China, and they know and understand our values, and we understand their values. And one of our best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we're allowed to speak up about injustices, and that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something that they have to deal with. But you know, I just think thought it was unfortunate for you know both parties, and then. You got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say that's not right, and that's what he did. And but but again, you know, when it comes to business, sometimes you have to tiptoe around things. But again, they understand our values. We understand our values. And here, we have the right to speak, especially with the social media. We're gonna say whatever we want to say when we want to say it. Amen to that. Absolutely, Shaq. 
I will say that the people of this, a lot of people in this country do know China's values, and their values are terrible. Yeah. I will, I love that he called out LeBron James without calling out LeBron James. Oh, yeah, for sure. People talking, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> like, yep, maybe LeBron. I can. I, I love Shaq's take on this. I mean, Shaq was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was an army brat. Yeah, you said that. I'm not really sure, but I'm not I, sure I, I, either. I thought in my. I spent the '90s. Yeah, idolizing basketball. Bulls. I, I don't. I don't understand why you're only like six four. <laughs> With a, with a wingspan of like 17 feet. Not that much, not that many feet, but you know, that's pretty long. Yeah, no, I mean, I was obsessed. Yeah. Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, all the NBA, really. It's a good time. But yeah, I always, yeah, Shaq's a man of many hats. Heck yeah. It's a good thing. Absolutely. So, now that we got the China update out of the worry. What's going on in the world? Man, there's a lot. There's like a lot, a lot. So, Netanyahu cannot form a government in Israel. He did, So, he is conceding to the opponent who will now have a chance to form a government. It's kind of weird how they do their elections. I'm not exactly sure what happens if this guy can't form a government or what's going to happen. But if this goes through, he'll be the first time in over a decade that someone new has taken control of the country. Hmm. Um, in reality, it doesn't change very much. It sounds like both of them are farther right. Like their farthest left party is probably our center, right? Hmm. Um, they do have a very far leftist leftist group, but it's very, very small. It's nobody. So it doesn't seem like much is going to change. Probably the Palestinians living there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I have more on Israel coming up after this. <laughs> but, uh, so there's that. And I'll come back to that, actually, about the Palestinians living there. Um, in Canada, Trudeau won his election by a slim margin amid blackface, brownface, multiple occasions, multiple failures. Somehow he still won. Canada is at a point where Hillary Clinton thought America was in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I saw a story, I heard like the, 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 the mainstream take on the radio news was AP or CBS mm-hmm. or whatever. The Trudeau said that even though he lost by a slim margin, he still had a mandate. I'm tired of politicians using that damn word. You barely got elected. You don't have shit. You don't have a mandate. You barely got reelected. Yeah. I hate when politicians say that. If you won like 90% to 10, I mean, you could probably use that verbiage, but you didn't win by much. You should be thanking your lucky stars and be keeping a low profile, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it was to the wire. It was pretty close. They didn't think it was going to win for a while, but then he ended up pulling it through with all the fake votes. I really really thought that Canada, Canadians had more testicular fortitude. No. um, It seems like the leftist group of Canada has taken over control, basically. Uh, You gotta think. He won, but there was a lot of the left that did not vote for him because of how many failures he's had in his last term and how much this blackface thing that just came out has affected him. Like, so he won, 
with not even full support of the left. Hmm. So that's what I mean when I said Canada is where Hillary thought we were, where we were at a point where there was no way a liberal could lose. And little did she know, now there is no way a liberal can win. (laughs) So that, then there's Mexico. The uh, cartel just defeated the Mexican military. After an eight-hour gunfight, the president himself called on the military to surrender and release El Chapo's son, who they had held prisoner. Yeah, no crisis at the border, just literal government takeover by people worse than ISIS just beyond it. Nothing to see here, folks. So that's exciting. Good thing we have a wall going up. Because what's happening is Mexico is making drugs legal. And that is going to cripple the cartel, which is what their president is trying to do right now. Um, How he's not been assassinated is beyond me. But that is the goal. And he's doing a pretty dang good job down there, I believe. Um, Brexit. We have good news. The EU and the UK have come to an agreement. More astonishing is the UK Parliament has also come to an agreement and the vote for Brexit passed. Nice. The vote on the timetable, though, is still up for grabs. How fast this will happen is yet to be decided. The disagreement was over the proposed three-day... break plan many suggested it was not sufficient time to go over the details which in reality is a fair assessment Um, you're talking about an entire country break off of a global unit all right fair three days is not enough time to detail that out so they're going to work on that but a brexit deal on breaking from the eu i don't know what the details of it yet um is done They have done it, and Boris Johnson has delivered on what he said he was going to do. Um, The Syrian border ceasefire is now a permanent future. Trump deserves all of the credit, as all of his advisors 100% disagreed with this plan. It worked. No soldiers on the ground. Now, for the full pullout is what is suggested. Some saying they will leave troops in oil fields from security, and we send 2500 to Saudi Arabia. Not really a net gain, but proves Trump is apparently smarter than everyone in Washington, excluding his execution. I'm not giving him credit for that. He could have done that a lot better. But hey, pros and cons. Um, results are results. Exactly. And these are results. And these are steps showing how to get out of an endless war. Like now it. we just need to repeat like nine times and we're good. I like it. I like it a lot. This next bit. There are protests going on all around the world in mass. Um, and I'm going to run through some of the major ones. And when I say some of the major ones, there's like 35 countries protesting right now. And this is just the list of people that I thought was more important or the most important. Hong Kong continues to fight with people upwards of 1 million in any given protest. Ecuador is protesting. Indonesia has thousands of protesters every day. The Netherlands has thousands of farmers protesting, blocking highways with tractors because their fuel taxes is going up for the farmers because they're blaming the farmers for climate change. Uh, Multiple protests continue in France, numbering around 10,000 at each including the Yellow Vest protest that started nearly a year ago today that is still ongoing. 
Uh, Peru is protesting. Haiti is protesting. 30 people have died there already. They've been protesting for like two weeks. Wow. They want their president or their leader all gone. Uh, Lebanon has hundreds of thousands of people protesting. Syrian Kurds are protesting us leaving. I don't think they are anymore. I think that was, I think that's done now. That probably isn't. I don't know. Iraq is expected to protest sued to overthrow their government. <clears throat> Israel is protesting because of the Arab Israelis who are being killed. Um, there is an inaction by the police force in Israel to stop the Israeli Arabs from being targeted and they're being killed. They are being killed by what they assume is Hezbollah agents, um, killing them as traitors because they become a, they live in Israel because as we know, Arabs can live in Israel, but Jews cannot live in, uh, Palestinian territory. So, Chile is protesting, and things are turning very dark there with more than 10 fatalities reported as the government is shooting people and shut down the internet to stop the, me- the spread of anything but their media's interpretation of events. Was that the picture you showed that me earlier? That was the picture I sent you well, earlier. Like, there was seven bullet holes yeah. in that guy's back. Tight group. It really was. Um, all Not of, good, though. All of these countries around the world are protesting their governments. The world is protesting the puppet masters. Could you imagine if everyone came together and protested their governments? I'm just saying a global mission to end the corruption in government. I mean, it could be done. It would be cool. Yeah. So that's all I have for Suck world at world news. banks. Yeah, that's all I have for world news. There's a lot going on. The Chile thing is new, and that's really kind of terrifying. It seems like in a very short amount of time, it's gotten way worse than Venezuela ever got. And that's another thing we're not really hearing a lot about. I read in it, that entire article had a lot of countries protesting, and it never once mentioned Venezuela. Hmm. So I don't know if they quit or if they've just been blacked out. Yeah, if know. anybody has any information on that, we would love a uh, tweet. Orphans of the American Dream. At OAD Studios, underscore studios, OAD underscore studios. True that. For shizzle. Man. Tell me, doctor. I am not a doctor. (laughs) I just play one on a podcast. That's fair. (laughs) So, uh, what did we talk about last week? I went through the, I started going through this list of uh, medical hoaxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this week, it's, it's, it's that time of the year where they're really pushing it. Number two on the list. The herpes vaccine. No, the flu shot. Oh, okay. The CDC has no clue how to stop the flu, and they don't want to. The flu shot sells about 200 million doses every year to morons across America who are not only still reeling from last year's mercury jab, but are more likely to catch the flu this year because of it. That's right. The year's previous influenza vaccine causes the patient to have lowered... Immunity to the flu the following year. Plus, it's all just a shot in the dark, since the CDC has no clue what strains will be coming around. And there's always way more than just two or three folks. It's one of the most prolific medical hoaxes of all time. And people are dying from the mercury overload every day. Check the the vaccine insert 
for Thimerserol. They had to rename it so nobody thinks twice ever again. It's a scientific fact that once you get a flu shot, you're more susceptible to contracting the influenza virus the following year. And a worsened case of it at that. That's because the flu shot contains genetically modified viral strains and 25,000 times more mercury than the EPA themselves tell you to avoid when consuming fish and water. 25,000 times. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, no flu shot has ever been proven to be safe or effective in clinical trials either. In fact, the warning label on the flu vaccine insert informs you that if you've ever received a flu vaccine, you should not get another one. Still, the CDC pushes the masses to get their flu shot anyhow, even when they guess wrong, guess the wrong strains, year in and year out, like they did this year already. Just like the polio, most people who come down with the flu are the very people who get the vaccine. That's because the flu vaccine contains live virus strains that are only weakened by formaldehyde, another deadly contaminant the CDC excuses as necessary for manufacturing purposes. The parasites and pathogens, in other words, are just hibernating in your muscle tissue, and once they come back to life, they are contagious, especially the first two weeks after getting injected. Meanwhile, you and your child's immune system are further compromised by more harmful harmful chemicals all the while depleting good gut bacteria, good gut bacteria, the flora in your stomach, that may have prevented you from contracting the flu in the first place. The flu shot is the ultimate scam, laced with dead, deadly neurotoxins and advertised as 100% safe and effective. Even though it's never been tested in double-blind, placebo-controlled studies or any kind of peer-reviewed research. The CDC doesn't dare compare the influenza virus statistics between those vaccinated and those not vaccinated, knowing good and well what the results will reveal. (coughs) Excuse me. Did you know that the the elderberry is a natural remedy for the flu? Sure is. Did you know that garlic, oregano oil, licorice root, and vitamin D3 are essential to supporting a healthy immune system, especially all winter? While the herd of flu-infected vaccine-injected animals interact, interact with you at school, work, and every Walmart in the country. Yeah, I can attest to vitamin D. Do you get run down? Do you not? Uh, and here's why you get run down. The time change. It gets dark at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You're not out in the sun all day. The sun is our best natural source of vitamin D. Right. So your immune system lowers unless you supplement Mm-hmm. I recommend in the wintertime taking a vitamin D cap thing every day pill. Yeah. Supplement. I like the gel caps. Need a little liquid in it. Mm-hmm. Gets in your system better. But yeah, for sure. Flu shots crap. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I am a, a full believer of that. The only time I've ever gotten a flu shot, actually it was the uh, nasal spray. That's it, no. is what they gave us. But that was when we were in the military. We were forced. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's required. Guinea pigs. Basically. Yeah, because yeah, it was like a nasal deal. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. Couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. So, don't run to your local drugstore to get a damn flu shot. The 
school tells you your kids have to get a flu shot, tell them to go F themselves. Mm-hmm. You're harming your your kids. And Mercury. I mean, read the insert. Anytime you go to the, if you, anytime you have to go get a vaccine, read the inserts. We did this, the, the, the episode where we did the vaccines and mm-hmm. I had to get a tetanus shot because I, what did I do? I think you stepped on a nail, didn't you? I think it was when I cut my thumb. I don't know. I'm really glad I didn't have to take another one because I had had one when I stabbed myself yeah. in the with a screwdriver. That was terrible. <laughs> You'll have that. It was cool looking, though. Well, my eye was, like, completely red. You really... I mean, you think about it. You could have had an eye patch. Uh, yeah. Nah. Yes, I could have. I'm a very lucky, dumb Sasquatch. Big, You'll dumb, big, dumb animal. You'll have that. Yeah, but anyway, we read the... We pulled up the insert... From the tetanus shot. It scared the shit out of us. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, 25,000 times. Mm-hmm. More than the EPA recommends for fish and water consumption. For us to consume. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Which this is pretty little rough, vial like... that's like two inches long and like inch in diameter. I'm going to pump that into your muscle. Now they really push it on pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mercury is probably not good for your baby. Right. Just going to go out on a limb. Maybe. So I'm, I'm, I brought back uh, V3 this week. I thought it would spark an interesting conversation. It was We had a lot of news, but it was mostly updates. So I wanted to spark some conversation. So you guys are going to hear the awesome intro music that we have for it. It's been a while. It has been. Yep. In 2018, Americans voted for who would represent them in Congress. But in North Carolina, the election results were really weird. These squares represent all the voters in North Carolina. They were voting for these 13 seats in Congress. About half voted for Republicans, and about 48% voted for Democrats. So you might think of the 13 congressional seats, maybe Democrats would have won six seats, and Republicans would have won seven. But no, Democrats only won three of 13 seats, way less than half. This imbalance was because North Carolina's congressional districts had been gerrymandered. It means that these voters had been grouped into districts very strategically with the goal of benefiting one party. Gerrymandering has pretty much always happened in America. That's because every 10 years, the political districts are redrawn. And in most cases, those new lines get drawn by whoever holds power in state government at the time. That's what happened in 2010. Republicans won control of lots of state governments and redrew the political lines to favor themselves. And over the next few years, redistricting helped them hold on to almost all those states. This shifted the balance of power. And it turns out behind a lot of this was one guy. Usually the voters get to pick the politicians. In redistricting, the politicians get to pick the voters. This is Thomas Hoffler, the mapmaker who helped Republicans gerrymander districts over the last decade. When Hoffler died in 2018, his daughter found thousands of his emails and files, which she shared with activists. The files show that Tom Hoffler's fingerprints are all over the way America's political maps look today. But North Carolina 
was his masterpiece. And if you want to understand why gerrymandering is such a big problem in the U.S., that's a good place to start. The basics of gerrymandering are actually pretty simple. If you're a Republican trying to keep power, you want to do two things. First, pack as many Democratic voters as possible into a single district. If you have a district where almost everyone votes Democrat, that means almost half these votes are basically wasted. You can also crack big Democratic areas into separate districts where there are slightly more Republicans. So even though an area has a lot of Democratic votes, they would actually lose in this district and in this district. These are the two elements of classic gerrymandering, packing and cracking. And Hoffler employed these techniques masterfully in North Carolina. In 2011, he was hired to redraw the state's political lines. And for congressional districts, he came up with this map. Now I just want to focus in on District 12, this weird skinny shape. In order to make sense of this shape, we have to look at another map. This map shows the percentage of black people in each neighborhood. The bluer areas are where more black people live. Hoffler basically gathered up black people in Winston-Salem, Greensboro, and Charlotte, and packed them into one district. So that's how District 12 happened. Hoffler also did this with North Carolina state representatives and state senators. For example, here are the state senate districts. Here, he packed Winston-Salem into one district, and then packed Greensboro into its own district. These new districts helped Republicans get a stranglehold on power in the North Carolina State House. And over the next few years, they were able to pass crucial legislation. A strict new voter ID law in North Carolina. Which bathrooms transgender individuals can use in North Carolina? Both good things. In 2016 and 2017, federal courts ruled that both of these maps were unconstitutional. They said what North Carolina Republicans did wasn't just gerrymandering, it was racial gerrymandering, done to deliberately dilute the political power of black people. The court said the Republicans in the North Carolina State House now had to redraw the lines without looking at racial demographics. So, they went back to Tom Hoffler. This time, Hoffler couldn't look at race. Instead, he looked at which areas voted for Democrats and which areas voted for Republicans. Instead of a racial gerrymander, it would be a partisan gerrymander. Here's that map, using data from 2014. The bluer an area, the more Democratic voters there are. Now if you zoom in here to Greensboro, you can see one of the highest concentrations of Democratic voters. Real quick, um, it's the same color, and it's basically the exact same map as when it was racial. Nothing, like almost nothing changed on this map, except instead of looking at black people, now we're looking at Democrat voters and Republican voters. The Democrat voters are the black voters. I'm not saying that's like a guarantee, but that's the way this map looked. Like when they when they just changed it, I was like, all those districts could be the same just by doing partisan voting. That's all I had to say. The state. Hoffler drew a congressional district line to crack this community in half. This meant Democrats here were now in the minority in their district, and Democrats here were also in the minority in their district. Hoffler employed these techniques all over the state to create North Carolina's new political districts. And the first big test for these new maps would be the 2018 election. Democrats were expected to turn out in droves. Democrats are vying for a potential blue wave. The wave that Republicans fear is going to wipe them out. So, how did the maps do? <laughs> for state representatives, Democrats got 51% of the vote. 
they only won 46% of seats. For state senate, they received half the vote and won just 42% of seats. And for Congress, you already know how that one turned out. Democrats won nearly half the votes, but won only three out of 13 seats. A year later in 2019, the Supreme Court weighed in. They said it was beyond their reach, that it wasn't their job to fix it. All of this raised an existential question. If Republicans could continue drawing the lines to stay in power, how could they ever be elected out of office? But the Supreme Court's ruling left open the possibility for state courts to rule on partisan gerrymandering. And in September 2019, that's exactly what North Carolina's Supreme Court did. The court found that partisan gerrymandering violated the state constitution. In the court's decision, it was Hoffler's files that helped prove that North Carolina Republicans drew these lines with the clear intention of benefiting themselves. Ultimately, the court said North Carolina Republicans had to redraw the state House and state Senate maps one more time. This new map, approved by North Carolina legislators, is much less biased toward one party, even though it took some extreme measures and nearly a decade to force politicians to draw a fair map. In the last few years, the courts in several states, like Florida and Pennsylvania, have made partisan gerrymandering much harder. And now that's also the case in North Carolina. Hoffler is gone now. But in other states across the country, many maps he helped draw are still in use. And while there's now a clearer strategy to challenge those maps in state courts, many voters are still effectively not choosing their representatives. It's like Hoffler said, the representatives are choosing the voters. Of course, redistricting is democracy at work. Redistricting is like an election in reverse. It's a great event. I love that. Well, here's my take. They wouldn't be doing this if it was Democrats doing it. No. At all. I don't like gerrymandering. Well. They're biased. Right. But it is Democrats. I mean, Democrats are doing it. They're just not saying that in their video. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, they wouldn't bring Illinois up as an example there. No. New York, Illinois, no. California. Every, those states all the politicians do it. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Or Seattle, I mean, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is and it is a problem. It is wrong on both sides of the coin. Uh-huh. I'm really worried about what's going to happen here in 2020 here in Illinois. Yeah, we're going to lose two congressional seats and the Democrats are going to redraw the lines. We have one congressional district that stretches almost the entire I think it's a third of the state down and almost half the state across. It's one district. Yet Chicago has like 12 different districts in it. Yeah. Well, they're the ones losing the population, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they should get less? Yeah, you think. It's not going to happen. No, but... they're going to cut it out of, the, out of the Republican side of it. Yeah. Or just make those Republican districts bigger so they're harder to manage. I think they should let Iroquois County secede. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Indiana, you want a cool county? Come get us. But yeah, as crazy as it is, I 100% agree with that Vox video. 
almost, uh, literally almost about everything they said. I don't think there's anything they said that I disagree with. Except for their singular use of the word Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, gerrymandering is a pile of shit. I think it should be county by county, honestly. That's the way I'd like to see it in Illinois. Yeah. Oh, Cook County, you get one representative. Iroquois County, you get one representative. Or two, or whatever number we come up with. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Senate. For the state. For the state level, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. On the national level, Chicago it just needs should, to be able- Chicago should be able to get, to be able to pick their senator. Right. <laughs> we get to pick ours. You'd think. The rest of the state. Literally. <laughs> Don't care what party they are. We get to decide down here. They literally decide who we send to Washington mm-hmm. in the Senate. It's ridiculous. Yep, no, I agree. Population centers, man. That's all I got. Well, I got some things to keep an eye out on. Uh, China's getting more and more heat for their concentration camps. There's been new escapees who are telling their story, and people on the mainstream media level are actually listening to it. They're starting to talk about it. Um, Sadly, Assange is in really rough shape. He's staying in most... He stated stating in his most recent court appearance that he can't even think properly due to the conditions he's been forced to endure. Many suggest there is torture going on. There's no proof to that yet beyond him just being forced in solitary confinement in the dark. Uh, But he's in bad shape. Many in the U.S., including Ron Paul, have suggested Trump should intervene. I agree. Here's hoping. Um, And that's what I got for everything else. I have one. Yes. So I saw earlier, I didn't get a chance to watch. I'll probably do it this weekend. Um, Joe Rogan on his podcast. Um, I don't know what day it was, but it's it's up now. Had Edward Snowden on. Yeah, you said that earlier. So if you are interested in all of that, give that a listen or watch on YouTube. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be partaking this weekend. Um, we'll probably, if there's a bombshell in there, I'll have it for you next week. Yeah, no, that's pretty, that'd be pretty good, I'm sure. Obviously, he's via Skype or something. Yeah, he didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> sure as hell didn't go to California. No. Um, yeah, that's the show, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Hell yeah. Um, Orphansoftheamericandream.com is the website. You can go there to get the podcast or any news stories that we sporadically post right now. Um, on Twitter, it's OAD underscore studios parlor it is oad studios and facebook it's just orphans of the american dream dot i almost said dot com it's not dot com um yeah go do it we love you love each other don't believe the official story and don't get a damn flu shot peace mother brothers Bye.